0: I'm only one drink away from the devil. I'm only one call away from home. Welcome back to Unbandaged. We are getting monstrous on social media, Galvia. Let me just go through where we are. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. It's unbelievable. I I don't, I'm a dinosaur. I don't know anything about the social media world, but now that we're on social media, it's really, really exploding. So I have a funny little story. My brother in law, my sister's husband, who's the greatest guy on the face of the earth, goes in to give blood this week. He's in Virginia Beach. He goes in to give blood this week. And they have a whole questionnaire for him to fill out, and some of them are legitimate questions. The first question is, are you a man or a woman? Now, this guy, he looks, you know, he's got a beard like you and I. I mean, he's, I don't know what he is, 67, 68 years. I I mean, you know, how are you asking a guy? The first, he's in there on a charitable mission to give blood. And they're asking him, are you a man or a woman? And now... We're watching the congressional hearings the other day, and one of the Congresswomen are asking somebody from the United States Procurement Office, are you aware how much money the United States military spent last year on Viagra? And I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, wait a second. Kids in the military, they're probably 18 to 25, Right. You haven't had sex for probably a year. You're in the middle of the desert. Why do you need Viagra? I mean, after a year of not having sex. Anyway, they spent $41 million last year, the United States military, (laughs) buying Viagra. (laughs) It, it. <laughs> and then how about Steve Wynn? Tell us about, you know, Steve Wynn, Wynn Casino. Well, he would
1: use the Viagra. He's 81 <laughs> years old. I think he just settled his uh, suit. He's banned from Vegas. The Mr. Vegas. Basically. Mr. Vegas. Mr. Vegas is banned. He had to pay, what, $10 million? I mean, I, it's amazing that that was a big thing, that he had to negotiate. Like, you know, I guess they're just going to, what, send the girls to his room and say, don't do it in your casino. We'll just get some uh, call girls and come to you. But... You know, the, the question I have with your, uh, with your brother-in-law, how did we get to this point? Like, it didn't happen overnight, and it's not the majority of people. Is it that the majority of people just sit there, and they, we just don't care. We don't care. So this, the little bit, the two percenters are sitting there saying, this is the law I need. This is, and they keep yelling, and other people aren't caring. Then the next thing you know, you wake up. You're in a a doctor's office, and they're asking your son, he could be 9 years old, 10 years old, they're asking him what he is. I mean, like, how did we get to this point? Well, I guess, well, first of all, um, my brother-in-law
0: is one of our almost 70,000 listeners, and every week after he sees the show, he calls me and he gives me ideas and critiques me. So he's chuckling, he's starting out the conversation laughing, and to answer your question, this is how we got there. Have you seen this week, Harry? Reid, uh, not Harry Reid. What's his name? The head of uh, um, Diane uh, Feinstein.
1: Not, not what it, uh Whatchamacallit. Uh, what's our, our
0: yeah, head yeah. of the head of the Senate, McConnell. McConnell, right? McConnell, Feinstein, Fetterman, Joe Biden. They're unconscious. Right. I mean, they're, like, they're like, <laughs> like like this today. I'm listening. This Diane Feinstein is 91. They have her on the floor for a vote, and you can hear the guy whispering in her in her ear, "Say I, say I." <laughs>
1: yeah, but you, you but you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy. That's with that? how we got there. I know. But you know what's crazy with that? It's she. They're telling her what they're, she's even voting for. That's right. So she's representing. She's representing a state. Uh, there's only two senators in a state. She's representing the state of California. She has no idea what she's voting for. They could have said, I want to put everybody in jail. And she would have said, say I," And she would have said, "I." So it's like, you know. That's funny. You know, I so, want to put everybody uh, in jail. Say, aye. She would have, but, the, but the crazy thing is, you know, everybody says there should be term limits. There should be, you know, something with age. And it almost gets to a point where shouldn't the people care more about politics. That age shouldn't really come into play. You should be able to look at a TV, and if you see a duck, if it looks like a duck, if it sounds like a duck, how how does she keep winning? I mean, like at a certain point, she has to win an election. So she six won- years. So she has six years. So, so she, she has could- a year to go. So she still went for an election at eighty-six years old. Right. I mean, why isn't someone saying, "Listen, you know"? I think you should step aside or just vote her out. I mean, it should come down to the people. You can vote people out. Well, it's like a driver's license. You know, when you get too old, they take it away. I mean, she's too old. Take her to the Senate. Why can't the people just vote her out? I mean, why can't the—when she goes up for an election, I mean, she's winning the vote. Well, think about (laughs) it for a second. I understand. But what
0: happens if you have a really decent Republican challenger— against a weak democratic person that would take her seat so they would rather not even
1: get a democratic challenger yeah true. i mean get get someone to say listen i'm not going to just follow this person you know it's um you know, you could bring back, you could almost bring back a Bible story when, like, Moses uh, freed the Jews from Egypt. It's like, after he got lost in his 40 years, let me ask you a question. How many years would you be following him without you saying to your wife, right. I think he's lost? You know, like, would you follow him for 40 years, or would right. you say, we're going the other way, he's lost? So, right. it's like, sort of like, how long do you follow Diane Feinstein? So, there's a funny
0: joke, Rodney Dangerfield, an old-time comedian... He says, I went to my doctor and my doctor said, I'm too fat, I need to run, you know, five miles a day. So 14 days later, I'm 70 miles from home. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this week, I mean, the first couple things, we just had to blow through this Viagra thing, I just don't understand, and, 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 you know, now... You know, who the hell wants to go give blood if they're going... Well, I understand. You have an STD. They're asking you some, you know, really prudent questions that that affect the blood. But anyway, we got... I mean, this Hunter
1: Biden thing is just... <laughs> it, it, the story just doesn't go away, and it's it like won't. It's like reality TV. It's but like, we got to embrace it now. So right. I, I, I tell you, I, that's how I look at it. I look at it that... You know, when I was younger, soap operas were really big. You know, if you watch, came home and you were in college, if there was General Hospital on, and you had these two families. There was Luke and Laura, and then you had the Castledine family. Or then, if you went to Dallas, or if you went to Dynasty, you had the powerful Carrington family. That's all make believe, but this is real now, and it's the real. It's the same thing. So anybody who doesn't like political science, could actually get involved. It's easy. You can miss a week, get right back in and say, okay, where are we at today? Oh, we're back to Hunter. You won't believe it. They tried to get him off this deal. He was dead in the water. The judge, it looked like it was going to be a simple deal, but you know what? She saw on the third page, section 15, that immunity, and she said no. I mean, that's like like a soap opera that you're watching.
0: Well, it starts out because I watched you know him enter the courthouse. Hunter Biden, crack addict, whatever the hell he is, drives up in an eight motorcade, uh, motorcade eight uh, vehicle motorcade, protected by the Secret Service. I'm like, why does this guy get an eight car motorcade? He's a <laughs> private citizen. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was, He wasn't elected to any office. I understand he's the president's son. You get kidnapped, whatever. You can ransom the president. But um, that was unbelievable. But Well, we, do
1: you don't think it's a little unbelievable that these people for five years tried to put this guy away in jail? And when he went there in the beginning, he was so cool and calm that he was getting off that he shook their hands. Like, that was the other thing. He shook the hands of the prosecutors. Now, I understand that you can sit next to your defense team. You know, you you sit next to your side, your team. But, like, he's making nice, like, hi, nice to see you today. How's everything going? These are the people that are supposedly trying to put this guy in jail. And, obviously, he knew that he was getting off until until something happened. Well, it's remarkable because his defense attorneys are
0: negotiating with the DOJ, which are so crooked, it's almost like, you know, you're negotiating with your brother, you know, to decide if you're going to go to jail or not. And so thank God there's a thing called the amicus brief, where interested third parties are allowed to file documents with the court if they have an interest in the case. And in this amicus brief, they had this... You know, wait a second. You're, in this plea deal, he gets immunity for everything he's ever done in his life or, or anything. Or the future. Or the future. I mean, literally anything. So we were lucky, I guess, in the respect that the judge said, wait a second here. Do you have any pending investigations? And his attorneys went like, What do you mean pending
1: investigations? I mean, but then she also asked them, Have you ever seen a deal like this before? And they were like, Never. So it's like... They said that? Yeah, they said never. This has never been done before, and she asked them that question. So it's like like when Joe Biden, when that first story came out in the New York Times that they were going to write a story about Hunter Biden, and he called up his son, at night they have the tape, and they go, Hunter, it's Dad, you know, I just want to leave a message. I got word from the New York Times, everything's going to be okay, you're in the clear. It's like, he thought he was sending his son to this thing, don't worry, everything's in the clear, because... If Hunter's in the clear, Joe will be in the clear. And Hunter came back and said, Dad, we got a problem. <laughs> like, we have a problem. And uh, and now there's the big thing is who is going to take the hit? Garland? Weiss, I mean Weiss is the uh, the Delaware Special Counsel that has a reputation on the line here. You got Garland, who, by the way, um, who's the Attorney General of the United States. It, so as soon as Sir this Garland. as soon as this hit, he immediately uh, Joe Biden said to him, "Here's what I need. I need coverage tomorrow. Two more indictments on Trump. We got to like put him on yeah, the we news. We got to get off the TV here. It's now the third time that has happened. Every single time something happens to Hunter, Trump gets another indictment. I mean, it's almost like you can bet." on it. I wonder if there was. It's like crazy. And so the question that I have
0: for you, Gavi, is how deep does this go? I mean, is Obama involved? He's involved. Obama. Wait, I want to give you a second to think about it. That was like one second.
1: I'll tell you how far, how how deep it goes. It goes all the way back to people learning from the Clinton Foundation. They were the ones that came up with this Clinton Foundation. They got away with it. You know, uh, Bill... Rode off in the sunset with all this money and it's coming. And then if they would just leave, but then Hillary had to say, I'm back. I'm. They can't. Right. It's a drug. They can't leave the spotlight. And no one would have known about their situation. Now, Biden, he's with uh, Obama. That's his right hand guy. Obama's in, put him in charge of China and Ukraine. And he's coming back, and then when he sees his son is on the board of Barisma, you know Barack Obama already told him he shouldn't be on the board. We're, like, getting – this is, like – this is crazy. And then he's like, all right, Joe, listen, we got a half a year, a year to go. We're going to, like, go into the sunset ourselves. We'll take the money, and we'll leave. He didn't endorse Biden. He purposely did not endorse Biden when he ran, and then all of a sudden he realizes, like, uh, when Biden ran, he, he panicked. He, he but he, well, he, he endorsed Hillary, so Biden missed the turn, missed the right. shot, and then he's thinking, okay, what are the chances of this guy coming? Like, they're going to recycle Biden, right? And uh, and it goes to him. I think he knows, and that's where. But the sad part is where the conspiracy comes in, and like, and I'm not a conspiracy person. But this chef, <laughs> oh yeah, <so> <laughs> <now> <laughs> we, for, for our seventy
0: thousand, almost seventy thousand listeners this week, Obama, who I actually thought was decent, I you know, me too. I, I mean, he he didn't hurt us. Charisma, I like. Yeah, him. he was. He, he didn't hurt us, and I thought Obama. Was a uniter not a divider like Cameron? And Harris. he's head
1: and shoulders above Biden. He,
0: the guy, yeah, he's, you know, he was a he was a brilliant guy. I mean, his economic policies were not great for for us business owners, but he at least listened. Right. He 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 came in the he, he, his his ideas were. Um, Liberal, but when he legislated,
1: he was. He got people involved in politics. He brought the young, he brought different races. He got them interested in learning about politics rather than just, you know, not showing up. He really brought out the vote. So, for everybody that didn't read the papers this week, Barack
0: Obama, you know, your average Joe Barack Obama man, you know, defending African Americans all over the United States, has a personal chef. I don't know. I know a lot of rich people. I don't know anybody. has a personal chef. Okay, he has a personal chef that works for him every day. That he took from the White House. That, that he wor- took, right. He took from the White House. He's at his 14 or $20 million house in Martha's Vineyard. Behind the house is Ponderer Lake that is 10 feet deep. Not not deep. But it's not a notion. It's a very quiet, still. Quiet. Right. And... The personal chef, I guess Barack Obama's out on, t- on the town having dinner somewhere, and the personal chef decides the paddle board. And this personal chef, it's, it's amazing. You know, you don't remember three, four, five years ago when you were swimming or cutting wood or doing something. Somebody took a picture of you. They have a picture, this personal sh- chef, doing the backstroke. Right. Floor. I mean, this guy was like, a, a, like an all-star swimmer. He drowned in 10 feet of water in a calm lake. Now, with a person supposedly watching them that was there with them. Right. Now, let's think about it. If you have a personal chef sitting at your dining room table, he's right there in the kitchen. He's cooking. He hears everything that you say. You're on the phone call with Joe Biden. Joe, what the fuck did you do? You know, you stole 17 million. You know, the personal chef hears that. And I'm like you with this conspiracy theory stuff, but really, I mean, it's really hard to believe that this guy drowns in 10 feet of water, and all of a sudden, you know, he disappears. And you wonder, did the guy have a diary? Did he, every word he heard around that kitchen table, did the Secret Service rat him out? Did some James Bond dark faith character drown him? Well, I'm going to ask you, I'm going
1: to ask you, it's... If it's not a conspiracy, do you believe—do you think most people believe that Epstein did not commit suicide? I don't think that people
0: really— you know, he was such a creep. I agree with you, but everybody loathed him. Didn't
1: you hear something that you heard? that? Yeah. Like, so tell me, what did you hear okay. about Epstein?
0: So on Instagram, now that we're so huge on all these different uh, social medias, you know, I follow all these things. There's this, there's this mobster. His name is Franzone. And, you know, he was in prison. And John Alide, I think his name is, too. Um, they were in prison for years. Half of the incarcerated for half of their adult life, and they're asking him questions about prison and gangs in prison. And is it possible that Epstein killed himself, hung himself? And he says, "Well, he had 17, What do you have? Seventeen sheets or something yeah. <laughs> and in, in his in his in his room in prison? You get one sheet. You, and probably, you don't have.
1: And it's not like you put it away and you have a closet. Right, like, right, it's right, like right. Right. there. You
0: get one sheet. You don't even have. You know. So he gets one. But he has. Seventeen. Sheets. You have a bathroom that you're
1: going to the bathroom right. in the middle of everybody. I don't
0: even think there's a toilet seat from right. you know what I've seen. Anyway, long story short, this guy, this this gangster says it is impossible that he wasn't killed in prison. The the actual cellmates who who killed them, choked them, or whatever they did, hung them actually have keys to these cells, and they go in in these cells at 2, 3 in the morning, and they do whatever they're supposed to do, and as a result of that, they're treated as kings in prison because they get the better food, and, you know, if they follow the orders and they do the dirty deeds, they get treated like kings in prison, but, I mean, it's like... And I guess I would have never believed any of this stuff, but when you... When you start to follow this Hunter Biden story and all this other stuff and, you know, Hillary Kipp breaking all these emails, you, you know, you start to believe this And stuff.
1: everybody okays it. Okay, I had all these 35,000 emails. Uh, let's just get rid of them. And they go away. Where it's almost like, why couldn't Donald Trump in the very beginning just say so you won't believe it? I... Uh I had a little accident. I uh, had a little fire. I lost all the things. They're gone. Now, would they have treated him the same way as Hillary Clinton? Just say, oh, I guess they're gone. I mean, it's almost um, like, so she gets away with it. Epstein dies. You know, people, it's uh, Joe Biden's, uh, Hunter Biden's legal team called the judge pretending they were the other side. Unbelievable story. On the other side, which is like un crazy, and asking, can you throw out the whistleblower's testimony from the case, the judge traces the phone call back to Hunter's lawyers. Right, caller ID. Not like these (laughs) lawyers are supposed to be smart. Right, caller ID. You have caller ID. Chase, uh, you know, gets it right back to Hunter's uh, lawyers, and you have to sit there and say the things that they think they can get away with, and Joe, the whole time on the campaign saying, I've never... Discuss business with my son. And now they slightly change it to he was never in business with his son, which is a big difference. And we're going to find out if he was or he wasn't. Monday. We're talking about Archer. So let
0: me ask you a question. If um, there are 21 transfers of millions of dollars to your account, can you make a claim that you weren't in business with him? Your son was just being generous with you? I mean, that'll probably be his claim.
1: No, there's there's so many he because he spoke on uh, the phone to all these uh, his partners and- as as I said to you last week this judge has an opportunity to make a name for herself she could do the right thing which is what she did by looking at it or she could rubber stamp it and she goes away but she she didn't rubber stamp it so you know her name is going to be this is going to be very famous but on Monday, there is a person that most people don't know is this archer who was Hunter Biden's best friend and business partner. And he is testifying Monday. Right now he is in a secret location because he does secret location because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to end up like the chef. <laughs> the chef. He
0: he's not swimming this right day. he doesn't want to be
1: like the chef. So they're bringing him out on Monday. And this guy So he's like he's like in a witness protection. Program. Witness protection. Okay. He's going to go in front of Congress and he's going to say everything about that Joe Biden was in on this deal. There was twenty one times that Joe Biden they put Hunter Biden, put him on the phone, and that he brokered some of the deals, and he was getting some of the money. He was the big guy. So
0: it'll be devastating if—it's one thing for him to say that, but if he has a recording of Joe's voice or if he has, um, you know, maybe
1: some— If he in- gives you the paper trail, if he tells you this is the this off-the-counter, by Monday night, there's a chance everybody in the world— knows Archer's name, and that the Democratic Party could be sitting there saying, all right, who's on deck? Like, like they could be thinking this is the—and I, and I think right now, do you believe that the Democratic Party are huddling up right now with a game plan if if this doesn't go? They have to think—they Well, they have I, to I, be thinking what happens if it does go down. They can't be caught off guard.
0: Well, I think that Fetterman and, Fein- and
1: Feinstein
0: are sitting there trying to figure this out. You know, maybe they're a candidate— no, but, you know, it's like Nikki Haley keeps saying, Gavi, is that you are voting for Cam... How, how do you pronounce her name? Uh Kamel. This gal at Kamel. my gym, Tara, shout out to you, tells me I pronounce her name wrong. So please tell me how to pronounce her name. It's Camilla? Camilla. Okay. So a vote for Joe Biden is really for President... Um, Harris, because she's ultimately going to be the president. He's either going to get impeached, or he's going to drop dead, or they're going to say he's not fit to be president.
1: And it's interesting. And you know, I'm. I'm I, but it goes back. To, it goes back to like, do you think sometimes if you say nothing, you're better off yeah. than if you talk? Because if you talk, everybody knows. Like you know, you said something stupid. I think that's McConnell's game plan. He can just sit there, stare into the camera, right. and if he says nothing, he still comes out better than Fetterman and Boy, Feinstein. He looked like he was sweating, but what do you think? Okay,
0: all right, for our 70,000 listening audience, okay, so now there's an impeachment hearing. It's a tie vote. The vice president has to break the tie, and she be- she can become the president of the United States does she vote to impeach Biden or she or she says no She impeaches him. She's at,
1: he's out. She impeaches him, she goes home that night, kisses her husband and says Would you like to make love to the President of the United (laughs) States? And that's what she does. She says, you're going to be with the President of the United States tonight. And she absolutely becomes the first woman President of the United States. But I
0: want to know. So, I don't have a racist bone in my body. My four kids all went to liberal uh, colleges and schools and friend schools. And, you know, being around them my whole life, I have a different viewpoint on a lot of different things. But she, she... Every speech that she gives is like a racist hate speech. It's hate. Right. And she's trying to divide the country. She never gets up there, Harris, and says anything that's positive. By the way, there's 350 million Americans. She represents us, you know, she's our vice president. She is the second most powerful person in the world. Why every time does she talk? This is like a Mark Levin rant. Why every time that she talks, does it have to be division, white against black? It's I, Nobody wants to talk about it. It's a horrible conversation to talk about. But it's so true. It's not
1: right. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I think she does. Okay, it. why does she do this? Because they put her in charge of... A lot of different uh, things, like the border was one of them, that she went over there. They gave her—she's in charge of the Space Force. Uh, I think they might have tried to put her in charge of AI, but but she's failed at all of them. The one thing she has that you can't take away from her is her race— so they said, you know what? This is your trump card. We need you right now. So divide the country, bring on the race. Even when they tell her that the scholar, the black scholar who wrote this for right. for Florida, is this telling week. her she's is telling her she's wrong, and explaining it to her, and she's still that's not the game plan. The game plan is that Americans, most Americans. Don't follow the news, or bright And she's like, "I'm going to run with this." And they march her out there, and they say, "Divide the country. We need that." And that's well, what she does. Well,
0: there was a hundred. Was what was it? One hundred ninety-one uh, things on that thing, and she picked out that one line. Right. You know, it, it's she's just such a divider, and she's a big fat phony. Right. I, I, she's, she's not phony. in real life, right? Her husband's white. Yeah, her husband's a white Jewish guy, right? Like us, and um. It's just, it's just hateful speech. It's not even fair, and I want her to go up there and talk intelligently about an intelligent subject. Not get up there and say, you know, we this and that, and you know, all this hate speech. It should be, it should be something. And, and if she is in fact going to be the president of the United States,
1: she's got to, she's got to move the needle here. I mean, she's got to. Well, well, well let me ask you that. When you say president of the United States. When you saw Biden in the debates against Trump when Trump was the uh, sitting president, Joe Biden looked like a completely different person just two yeah, years so ago than he huh? does now. Yeah, I mean, this presidency where it does age it, but this one you see when it, when he's 80, it took a toll. He's a shell of himself. So what's crazy did is—
0: hu- Did Hunter— Take the toe on them, or to the president's
1: seat doing it. Or commander. This yeah, dog yeah. is biting there's, there's everybody. this dog's biting people. I mean, too. he's stressed out. This dog is biting seven people um, after major. But um, but you got to sit there and say to yourself... Kamala Harris is going to be the president of the United States. If you vote for Joe Biden, it will be very similar to, you know, a politician that says, get me across the finish line and you take over. And it's almost like all the Americans were just pawns in the big thing. Joe Biden could be sitting there saying, let me make a deal with Ukraine. I need money. Billions of dollars are being taught. There could be a war, an endless war going on, and American people are just giving tax dollars to uh, to Ukraine. Or we- I mean, did you hear? Did you hear? Donald Trump. They asked him a question. He put on. He actually posted this on uh, on his uh, network, social network. They asked him if there's a civilization out there, you know, because of this whole thing with the UFOs. Yeah, the UFOs. And he says. Well, if there is, I'm sure the United States is gonna be giving them giving them money. <laughs> well, it's another thing, so these guys are testifying that the
0: United States administration, NASA, the military, everybody is hiding the fact that there are UFOs out there. And, like, UFOs, like, my brain isn't that big to get my head around a UFO, but it's, like, another thing they're hiding
1: from us. It's uh, They're hiding everything from us. And it's these a- people are qual- quality guys. They're still, some yeah. of them are still in, like, the military. There were Air Force guys, and they're asking them to describe the space. Are you human? Well, no, you're a UFO. You're right. not human. <laughs> but they asked them to describe the, the spaceship. Did you hear, like, one of yeah. what the descriptions were? Like, it, like it looked like a, uh, like a, uh, a propane tank on the bottom basically and it can just sh- go in any direction and they were saying how much more advanced they are than we are and they compared it to if you went back to the neanderthals and you right. handed them an apple ipad they would look at you like wow like like like, like that's how that's how far ahead they are, they are. than us Unbelievable. Which is, by the way, very believable. I mean, look, we, we put a man on the moon in 1968. So it hasn't been that many years. You know, what is it, 52 years that we did something? So what happens if someone is, what happens if another planet is just 800 years ahead of us? Where will, where will the Earth be 800 years from now? I mean, it's unbelievable
0: that they, you know, I listened to two F-16 fighter pilots that said a UFO went right between the two of them. Right. But it was a secret. Nobody's allowed to talk about it, and it's just crazy. We're Gavi, we're, we're just ripping through the subjects here today. <laughs> well, we have, we have two more. We're like the time flies by. But I want to. Talk, we want to talk about the NBA. But before that, if, with your permission, I just I tore this thing out of the New York Post. It's just a mind blowing. The statistics are unbelievable. So this thing I tore out of the New York Post. It's about LGBTQ students in six Ivy League schools. Let's start with the top. Brown, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, Cornell, and Penn, University of Pennsylvania. So just take a wild guess. When I read this, it's unbelievable. I'm just so out of touch with things. And we're doing a podcast that should be in touch, right? The LGBTQ, what do you think the percentage of people at Brown University, Ivy League schools, school identifies with the LGBTQ.
1: Well, first of all, Cody, I'm really like, uh, it really shows me that you actually buy a New York Post where I go online and I um, see the different things. It's amazing that you can cut out an article that actually you're reading a physical paper. But how is many the problem
0: are... is that You're a problem solver. I'm not. I can barely work this out. I and mean, that's old I'm, news already because my I, New I, York
1: Post, I can read I, an I think, article it changes every 10 minutes. My my screen. It's all I, cracked, I haven't seen buddy. a paper version in a long time, but Hello. I have, they, every,
0: like, I go into the Publix every morning over here, and they have like three of them now. Maybe years ago, they had 25 or 30 of them, because the guys like you, they get it online. For idiots like me. They have three of them. But take a guess, Brown. How many pe- what percentage of Brown population identify themselves with the LGBTQ? So
1: if you're LGBTQ, I'm going to guess that the... Like, the, the national thing, I'm going to guess, is probably 5%, so let's double it. I'll, I'll double it because it's Brown and Ivy League, 10%. Okay, these are the smartest kids in
0: America. Which is a lot, 10% of a student Yeah, body. of a student body. These are smartest kids in America at Brown, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, Cornell, and Penn. You can't pick bigger schools. At percent thirty eight percent, 38 percent. What's the next
1: one? Uh, what's it say? It's like uh, you know what? Then I have to say that that shows you that they are learning when they are in when they are in elementary school. They are being questioned, like who they are, and they're being like indoctrinated, basically of. <laughs> of are they a boy or or a girl? I mean, it has to be kind of crazy. It's like all of a sudden, if someone says you like to sew and you're a boy, next thing you know, uh, they're cutting off your penis and they're telling you maybe you are a girl.
0: Well, it's just remarkable. I mean, you know, America's changing so rapidly between immigrants. 38%. That's, well, that's... how about Princeton? Another great school. 35%. 35%. Another great school, Yale. Wow. 29%. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it just seems like the needle is moving between, you know, my brother-in-law going in to give blood and they're asking a guy that looks like you and me. I just don't heritage. believe it.
1: I'm going to still say I don't believe it. I still think that it's like there's just a they're the people that are, I just can't believe it. And by the way, I think these numbers are light
0: because a lot of people are not giving the honest answer. They're not saying I identify as an LGBTQ. You know, I think 38 percent are the people that, that, are, that are admitting it. I think there's people, you know, more so that maybe are on the fence or whatever. You know, I don't even understand it. And, um, you know, I, I was talking to my kids. I said, well, you know, I'm happy I'm in the mid-60s because this whole thing is just flying by me anymore. I mean, I it, just... It is. I mean, uh, and have a Bud Light. Did, I sent you an article today. Gavi predicted this. He's creskin. He said we're
1: at the funeral. I mean, this is it, right? Well, how about that they're basically saying it's only—we only got rid of three 400 jobs of the white-collar jobs. I mean, like, like, their jobs don't mean anything. Someone's going home to their wife and kids, and they're saying, I got let go— And their mortgage and car payment. Right. I got let go because our CEO decided to abandon what we do and went with this transgender girl to be the face of Bud Light. And— uh, And it's over. I mean, they don't realize that if you don't cut the cancer out, the other bud products are going to go down. That's why they have to have the funeral, start new. If they they continue like it's not happening, there'll be another 500 that will be gone. But I feel bad for the, the people that are... The drivers, the people that are the distributors. I mean, they're selling a product. Eventually, they're not going to carry it in their bars. They're not going to carry. It. How about all these employees that get
0: stock options that are crushed now? You know, their their savings are all destroyed and crushed.
1: I mean, doesn't how about the unions? How about if you're a teacher and you uh, and you have a. Uh, your pension is involved in some yeah, of these things.
0: Yeah, in I mean, think about it. Doesn't a marketing department do some research and say, "Well, let's find out what percentage of transgender people drink Bud Light." I mean, you know, is it that big of a group or market that we should appeal
1: to? I think. I think that the head, uh, the CEO, instead of listening to that, which is like. Open and shut case. It's like a. It's like here's the map. Just follow the map. You've done great. It's like a no brainer. It's like here it is. Follow it, and you go, you'll be fine. Except they'll have a company like they'll have a, a firm like Blackstone, and uh, is it Blackstone BlackRock? It's Blackstone, and they'll sit there and say, "I want you to go." and get a transgender i want to diversify let's let's go away from what we really make money on i'm telling you i want you to do it they're so powerful because of diversity check the the box and how much stock they have and how much stock black and they're and they're listening and now you know how come someone isn't asking blackstone how do you feel about all the people that invested with you that are getting killed right now on this one stock
0: it's just unbelievable. Well, since we're talking about Bud Light, let's talk about the NBA. It's just absolutely insane, the amount of money that these guys are getting paid. Maybe that's why Gavi and the watches are doing so good, because the NBA guys are buying well, the $6 million I, watches. I'm going to tell you
1: something. My prediction, as much as you know, I like the NBA and these guys are great guys, I mean, they are, they're great guys, but... I think, I think some of the owners that are selling right now are looking at the NBA, and I think they're going to see a downward tick. I, I truly believe there was a guy for the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown, nice guy you know great ball player unbelievable ball player he just signed the contract 5 years 305 million dollars think about it's it 305 and it's his second contract and he's
0: not even good uh, i mean he's not oh, a no, top no, no, tier no, no, player no. he's
1: he's not he's not top 10 right he, he's he's after, he falls after the top 10 but this is his second contract so he already made a couple hundred million dollars you know cuz it was suddenly there's four year contracts that when this contract expires He's only going to be like 35 years old, maybe 34, 33 years old. I mean, he could have literally, he could have $500 million in the bank, not including endorsements or anything else. And, you know, he gets a pension. I mean, you're looking at ballplayers now. They're talking about billion-dollar careers, billion-dollar careers. And like I said, he's not the top 10 so eventually someone at home you're just going to lose interest you're just going to say man you know he's not even he's not even like he's not even first team all-star all nba he's not first team and he's making that type of money what's going to happen when tatum his teammate next year are they going to pay oh him, are God, they going to yeah. pay him 350 what happens when joe owen bead's contract comes up you know, or
0: how about guys like James Harden, who who has played for how many different teams? The guy gets an attitude. He's making forty million a year, he's and he's trading me,
1: trade me, trade me, trade. People aren't going to be able to afford him. That you know who's really going to get hurt? Some guy eventually. You're going to get to an age where someone's going to say, "I can't afford you for half the price," because all our money is on these two. But I think the regular people, I think people that watch the games. The money's getting to a point where Julia Serving was making a million and a half dollars a year. Right. I think it's getting to a point where it's hard to watch somebody make $60 million a year, $70 million a year. And then when you want to take your son to a game and watch him play, and he says, well, we're resting him that night. Right. So now you're in another city. Not you're not a good in Atlanta, team. And all of a, yeah, you're not a good team. And all of a sudden, they decide to rest him. And he doesn't even show up. I mean... I mean, he's getting—what's what, he getting, $300,000 per game, and he can't show up? Can you I mean, imagine? Michael Jordan never missed a game. Never missed. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a turnoff for some people. So let
0: me ask you this question. The, the money's the money. This week, Bronny James, LeBron James's son, who plays for USC, right, mm-hmm. had a heart attack. College kid. You think it's like drug enhanced? You know, they're giving them some kind of steroids to get them bigger to to be a better ball player. I mean, it's it, well. Some uh,
1: people that Eli Moss thinks it could have been the vaccine.
0: Good. He, he yeah. thinks it could have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. He
1: thinks it could have been the COVID vaccine. You know, no one's you know. You know, it's hard to ever doubt what he says. No, smartest guy. I mean, it's kind of hard. So when it comes from him, you know, you got to take a second look at it because you really don't know all the different tests. So let me ask you a question.
0: You're, other than the fact that he's LeBron James's kid, if he was like a great ball player and he has a heart attack in college, I mean, that has to diminish his value. And when he goes into the NBA to sign a big contract, because you don't know how long. I guess they do unguaranteed contracts for a guy
1: like. if I'm if I'm him I think you seriously got to think about he doesn't need he doesn't need the money. He could put him in any of his enterprises that he has from Sugar Hill to I mean he has so many corporations. He could be running a TV studio, a movie uh, studio. I, I wouldn't even risk it for a second. I would say, you know what? Don't you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put him out there for a risk because if something ever happened to him, God forbid something ever happened to him, I would have a tough time. Uh.
0: Now, do you think LeBron James, who's 38, one of the greatest basketball players of all times, looks at this 300 million dollar contract and says, "They got me cheap"? I mean, you know, you know, I'm 38. My first year, I only made what do he make? 10 million? You know, it happens.
1: It happens all the time. I have. Uh, I have some good friends in the NBA that were making $17 a year, and I remember sitting there telling him, you were born too early. And now you look at these guys, right. and eventually someone else is going to say, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, you know. Yeah. You know, for most part of his career, he was making a couple million, three, four million dollars, right. only at the end. at the end of his career, at the height, he was making thirty million a year. Well, I wish I was a foot taller. <laughs> I mean, I mean you like, know, this is bad. It's, it's unbelievable. But you know, there's other stuff that's out there right now. You know, we have uh, the climate I change. Be, I, I we're, gotta, running this, up, we're running I, up against. But the I, 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 I got to mention this one thing about. We're going to change. let me put twenty five cents more <laughs> in the meter. You, you <laughs> but I got to mention one thing about climate change that was like on my mind. You know. They want to now. They want to now take away, you know, more appliances for you yeah, and everything like that, yeah. like the uh, gas uh, heaters and stuff like that. And the question is, how much, you know, uh, the carbon footprint, how much they can save in the next thirty years. And then someone said, if they would just put the fires out in, in Canada. Like that's the damage that's doing. So what? It doesn't make sense to me is they want everybody to give up all their stuff, put the fires out, do other stuff. Have China stop doing their things. But I mean, it's you know, in 1933, it was just as hot. The the heat index it shows you was hotter than it is now. But.
0: You know, thinking outside the box, do you think that's a conversation to get away from Hunter Biden and all the other stuff? Because it knows it, it pisses people off. You're taking my gas range away, so you're not listening to all the investigation bullshit anymore. It's like,
1: you, you know, they have to—they try to do things. I think uh, part of the thing in our country is the news. The, the, the mainstream media, until Donald Trump became— an office, I never heard of fake news before. Never. I believed if I watched yeah. ABC News at right. night with David Muir, I thought the guy was great. If I was other networks, if I was Fox News now, every night I would bash David Muir every single night and show what a phony this guy is. I mean, he sat there last, the other night. When Donald Trump was indicted for a couple more counts and they broke the news at 628 in the evening like it was breaking news. And David Muir, instead of leading the story off with Hunter Biden, he goes, we have breaking news right now. Donald Trump is now going to be indicted for the 44th right. time, 92 more cases. And uh, and he says, wait, stand by. And now all these reporters are at their different sites. So they were already tipped off that this is going to be the right. leading news. Prepared to they, change the conversation. All the Americans are out there thinking, oh, my God, you know, like it's it wasn't breaking news. They were tipped off. They were ready for it. And now to get Donald Trump back on this thing. How about that they're trying to indict his 59-year-old groundskeeper? A it's, groundskeeper. Well, I, they're trying to get him the rat. They're trying to squeeze his I know, balls. But it's yeah, his, he's trying to I squeeze mean, his balls. mean, what is this groundskeeper? This yeah, yeah, I And mean, who, to get who, who pays ball. for his lawyer? I mean, this groundskeeper. And by the way, his boss tells him to do something. I don't If I told my uh Right guy, if I said to him listen I don't want you to water those plants over there let them die let them die he's going to let them die I mean I mean but but for him to like, they're squeezing. They're squeezing it's the a low lawyer man lawyer. on the totem pole. And they're going
0: to bankrupt them because the lawyers will just destroy this guy.
1: But meanwhile, look who's paying for the
0: Bidens' legal. Yeah, team. He has a fund. Now, <laughs> I, I said that I said that uh, somebody who works for me. I said, okay, so if somebody creates a fund to pay for my lawyers. Is that taxable income to me? Because I normally would have to pay that for myself. It should be. But shouldn't somebody's it? giving me a gift of legal fees. It's a gift. It's like money. They
1: would have to pay the taxes. Somebody's got to pay. So the, the person who gave the gift then it has to pay the taxes. Alright, so
0: this is another tax charge here. Follow it up. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Right, now, who's paying the tax? I mean, you know, Hunter Biden's got to spend 20 $30, 40000000 on these lawyers. I mean, these lawyers, you know, they want millions and millions of dollars. I mean, that's a gift. Somebody's got to pay taxes on that money that's coming in because it, it it's
1: representing him, I guess. Right. I don't know. And, you You know, and and, and people don't ask the questions. So, like, if you're, like, a journalist today, and you went to any school, any—Northwestern has a great journalist school. If you you have a question, and you get—and you're lucky enough that— It's
0: under investigation. We can't talk about (laughs) it. The KGP
1: calls on you in the press conference, and you get your one question. And with everything going on in the world, and you get up there and say, so was— How does Joe Biden feel about the new stairs on Air Force uh, on Air Force One? Does he find it a little bit more comfortable for him walking up? And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, "That's the question you had." Right. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's
0: under investigation. We can't talk about the new stairs.
1: Who are our journalists? I mean, like
0: it's terrible.
1: Woodward and Bernstein—they must be turning over, saying, "Like, what's going on?" Anyway, Gavi, we just ripped.
0: It was good to see you back here. Yeah, back down here in South Florida. And I have to tell you... that the temperature down here in South Florida is equal or less, you know, we're right here's the ocean, right. is less than up north it's in New York. It's 96 up there. Yeah, today. in New York or Philadelphia, you know, it's Philadelphia, you know, you have no breeze, you're suffocating. Here, at least, you have a breeze off the ocean. I mean, it's not bad. And every restaurant is empty. You can go into every restaurant. They're having early bird specials that eight And at you night. can fan yourself with
1: all the money you're saving in their yeah. state tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Funny. (laughs) All right, Gabby. Well look, have a great week. Follow us on all these social medias. I'm gonna give one more plug. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. And are
1: approaching seven. And I'll let you know how Boston is. I'll be back next week. All right, so
0: Gabby's on vacation next week and um hopefully. He'll be back here safe. I'm I'm hanging around for a little week until he comes back, and maybe we'll do another podcast here in Florida. All right, sounds good. All right, stay well, my friend. Have safe travels. You too.
1: Bye.